This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. So that is a perfect segue to our next guest. Joanne Berger-Sweeney is the president of Trinity College, joining us on the phone from Hartford. And I had the pleasure of meeting her several years ago through one of their uh, key alum from the private equity world, Paul Rather. He and I went up uh, to do a little session. Uh, Joanne is amazing. So happy to have you here with us. Uh, How are you doing? I am doing well. Thank you for asking. I'm doing well because I do think this is a time of hope and a time of potential change. It is, we hope. And and tell us why tell us why you're you're hopeful because I have to say, Joanne, you are in the midst of so many things in the world of higher education just to start when you're thinking about coming back to school. Let's start there. What does that look like right now for students at Trinity? Right. So we are planning for a robust experience for our students, taking into consideration health and safety as a priority. Our students will be meeting regularly and have safe interactions with their professors, we think with coaches and staff. We are also ready to pivot if we need to again to have remote learning. So we are preparing to engage our students in new and interesting ways, even if that needs to be remote. Um, We're planning to support them because they need help in figuring out how to navigate this new normal. And then, you know, on a practical basis, of course we are planning to have face coverings, physical distancing, reminders of hand washing, self-monitoring of symptoms, and mandatory public health education for when they come back to campus. But you're going to be on campus. It is certainly our plan to be on campus. Um, We were very fortunate to determine that we had 1,700 individual beds behind doors. Now, sometimes it's off of a suite, but we had 1,700 um, individual bed spaces here at Trinity, and generally we have 2,000 students. So that allow, will allow our students to come back and um, also have um, private or individual rooms. And we thought with those circumstances and with the guidance that we've been provided by the state of Connecticut that we are planning for a reopening. You know, recognizing, of course, that if conditions are such that we cannot open, um, you know, we'll have to then pivot to remote learning. And so what are you hearing from students, especially incoming students, sort of new, the, the, the first-year students, I would imagine? I, I have to think they're the most both apprehensive but also maybe the most eager at, at the same time, uh, Joanne. So what are the conversations like there with them and their parents? Right. It's, it's amazing how eager they are to come to college. Um, we had one of our largest classes, more than 600 students who accepted Trinity College, which we thought was surprising given the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But I think that people really want 
to come back. We did a survey of students, and even before we had given them, you know, what health and safety measures were going to look like, it's just, what's your likelihood of coming back? And 85% of our students and parents said they were either very likely or likely to come back. And then there was another, um, you know, almost 10% that said, well, we're waiting to see, you know, what health and safety measures you have. So people want to come back. Um, And I'll share with you that I'm the parent of a college-age student. He wants to go back. And I want him to go back. <laughs> we are all ready, all so, ready so, for our students to so, go back, aren't we? <laughs> Joanne, as you know, Jason has two teenagers, um, and also a little one, but two teenagers. He and I both have um, kids who are going to be seniors in high school. And I got to tell you, I cannot, I love my daughter. I cannot wait for her to yeah. kind of be back within school, and she misses it a lot. So I, we totally get it. <laughs> yeah, we absolutely so get I, it. You know, when I talk to parents, they all get it, and yes. they laugh when I say, "Oh no, no, no! Everybody wants." Uh, yeah, no, you know, no, you're right there with back. them for sure. All right, one interesting sort of pivot point is the SAT and standardized tests, because in the midst of this pandemic, that's obviously been turned upside down. Carol, as she alluded to, and I are very aware of this, um, having rising seniors. But there are bigger questions about standardized tests and the SAT as it relates to access and diversity of candidates and fairness. Tell us how you've come down on that. Right. So um, Trinity College is test optional, which means that you don't have to turn in either an SAT or an ACT. And now the majority of our students do not turn in standardized tests. Um, One of the reasons we decided to eliminate the necessity for standardized tests is because of the very, very high correlation between your test scores and your income level. Yep. And so, so I mean, think about it. Yeah. If you can take the SAT three or four times and your family can afford a tutor, um, do you think that you have a greater likelihood of having a higher SAT or someone who has to come in, take it cold, gets to take it once, you know, at their high school for free, and that's it. So how long before most colleges and universities get rid of it? Because when you say that, like, then why would you, why would any university or college want to keep it? Right. You know, it's interesting because people originally thought it was an equalizer when there was such a variation across institutions, you know, about what courses you could take or what does an A mean at this school versus that school. But so we instituted these standardized tests, and now we're finding that they are as problematic. But what I want people to understand is There are ways that you can determine um, a person's likelihood of succeeding in college. And the best is grades and their teacher recommendations. Interesting. So it just requires a little bit. It sounds like it requires just a a little bit more uh, creative thinking. So, uh, Joanne, I I have to ask you, you know, I mentioned – at the end of the, the last segment, you're the first black and first female president of Trinity College. 
I'm sure you're getting questions like this all the time. What do we do to make this more than a moment? Mm-hmm. Um, I think already it is more than a moment. And somehow people are listening to each other in a different manner than happened six months ago. Now, I believe that here at a place like Trinity College, where we offer a liberal arts education, it demands that people have a sense of humanity. A true understanding and compassion comes from listening to one another with an open heart and empathetically imagining what it's like to experience the world through someone else's perspective. And I think that then demands that you act empathetically. So I think what is happening right now is people are listening differently than they did six months ago. I suspect it's something to do with the interaction between COVID, people being stuck at home, um, maybe not being able to go out and interact in the same way. And that meant that every single person saw that George Floyd video. And think about it. That may not have happened if everybody hadn't been sitting at home. Right. And we would have all been so quick to, to rush off to the next thing. Which is, mm-hmm. which, mm-hmm. which is, if you think about it, like if you get kind of, whoa, you know, where we are in this world, like on a grand scale, like this amazing, you know, that these two things crossed one another at the same time. Right. Um, so how do we, how do we be better off of this then? Okay. So we have, right. you know, we, we've been able to experience this, unfortunately, altogether, but if it does get us to a better place, but how do we make sure we get to a better place and that we're not having this discussion in another year or two years or five years? Yeah, that's a great question, and thank you for, for asking. I think we have to agree to act. And so yesterday I sent out a letter to the entire Trinity College community, everyone on campus, but also our entire alumni network, and I made some commitments and some action steps that I was going to follow. I talked about requiring all campus members, trustees, all key volunteers to complete anti-racist, unconscious bias, equity education in the fall. I asked our um, education policy committee to create special opportunity hires because we need to increase our faculty diversity. Our students of color need to see themselves here in the academy. Um, I decided to fund particular activities that students were requesting us um, to do and More than anything, our board of trustees over a two-day retreat spent approximately four hours discussing these issues, listening, reading the comments that the students of color had, 
Joanne, unfortunately, it's going to be different. Yeah, yeah, it is. We could talk to so. you for the rest of the night. Uh, we hope you'll come back, especially as the school year hopefully gets underway. Joanne Berger Sweeney, president of Trinity College, joining us on the phone from Hartford. Uh, such a thoughtful conversation. 